Howdy, howdy. Hello. And welcome to But It Was Aliens, the paranormal comedy podcast where we probe real life unusual events to determine whether they really were paranormal or whether things just got a bit weird. I'm your host today and my name is Kev. Joining me as we probe around the globe with no idea what's coming up today is Mr. Granville Moonwalker. Today, we are off to one of our favourite destinations, London. That's right. We are staying home in the UK today. We love covering London because it means that we get to do our awful accents. Doesn't it, Granville? I'm not going to lie. At the start, although you said, are you ready? I still just thought you were testing. (laughs) (laughs) We live, son. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello. What? What? That's not London at all. That's Essex. What? How you doing? I think everyone says all right, though, don't they? All right. All right. All right, boy. All right, bah. All right, bah. All right. All right. You right there, uh, kid? All right. Today, la, <laughs> we will be covering the case of the Theatre Royal on Drury Lane in the famous West End of London. The West End is actually a district of central London, west of the city of London, rather than the actual west area of London, which consists of places such as Brent, Fulham and Hammersmith. Some refer to the West End as Theatreland, and it is to the theatre that we head today, my esteemed probers. Theatre Royal, Drury Lane, usually known as just Drury Lane, has a secret. But we'll get to that. Today... At time of recording in 2023, Drury Lane is home to the stage production of Frozen, but Drury Lane has a lengthy history. Drury Lane was built in Covent Garden in 1663 and rebuilt after a 1672 fire in 1674. Drury Lane was rebuilt larger in 1794, and after an 1809 fire, the theatre was again rebuilt in 1812. Drury Lane is therefore the oldest theatre site in London still in use. This place is old. And attracts a lot of fire. Indeed. I keep wanting to say the (laughs) theatre. The (laughs) theatre. Damn Matt Berry. To... Anyone that is currently listening, please... That would be everyone who's listening. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> to those listening, please pause the podcast, go and fix yourself a drink, and I challenge you to drink every time Grey Nuts says Drury Lane from this point on. I don't say it anymore in the whole episode. Do you mean- <laughs> <laughs> or do I? <laughs> Drury Lane. There you go. Drury Lane. It's a dreary place. London's a confusing place, isn't it? Fucking is. The West End, in the middle, on the west. But the middle, bit to the right. Been to London a few times. And each time I go, I'm just like, fucking hell, don't remember this part. Don't remember this part. Oh, this is new. This is new. The thing is, London isn't a huge... I mean, it's big, don't get me wrong, and it goes out a long way into sort of greater london and whatnot but it's not a huge place it's just so condensed there's so much there in such a small space isn't there Mm -hmm. like there's a new mystery on every single street it's like walking down dargan alley at times last time i went to london i brought a round that was cheaper than if i'd have brought a round here i call bullshit (laughs) there's no way london drinks were cheaper than here no way three pints £11.7. God damn. I know, right? Fucking shocked me. So I quickly paid just in case she'd made a mistake. (laughs) She only charged you for one. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) gone. Charles Macklin was a famous actor who revolutionised what is referred to as the natural style of acting during the 1700s. Charles was good. Roll on 1735. Charles was starring in a production alongside Thomas Hallam, a well-known supporting actor with aspirations to become the main part. 
You can imagine the tension, and sure enough, the gentleman got into a dispute over a wig used in a play. <laughs> that disagreement took place in the green room of the theatre. The theatre. The waiting. The theatre! <laughs> the waiting area for the cast during performances. This argument took place during an actual performance of Trick for Treat. Charles, in a fit of retaliation rage, pointed his walking cane in the face of Thomas and would later claim in court that as he did, Thomas unfortunately turned. Basically, Charles twatted Thomas in the eye and the cane not only pierced Thomas's eye, but his brain. Charles quickly calmed and organised for a physician to see Thomas, but sadly, Thomas passed away the next day. Damn. When you mentioned they got, got caned into a dispute over a rug, over a rug, a rug? over a wig, <laughs> might as well have been. I was like, oh, I hope this turns into um, the old school. Get a glove out and have <laughs> like, glove, glove yeah. slaps. Declare, <laughs> and they would just do that. But no, he uh, shoved a cane for his brain. I challenge you to a duel. Oh, too late. Ooh. That's not a nice way. To, I mean, no way is a nice way to go, really, is it? But that's a particularly nasty way to go. Yep. And it wasn't instant either. Oh, that's... Oh. Over a wig. What the hell could the argument over a wig have been? Because it's a play, so surely they all had their own costumes. It's not like they would have borrowed Absolutely. each other's bits and pieces. Unless Charles lost his wig and a cute... Unless someone's wig had gone missing. And he That's wanted to take another one, was. and this guy didn't want to give his wig up to the main part. And... Might not have been even a case of he wanted his wig. Just the fact that he might have thought the other one stole his wig or hid it. Whereas it could have just been mm. misplaced. Wigs You're trying to serious. sabotage me. Slap, slap, slap. Yeah. Fisty cups. But yeah, that's not a good way to go at all. That's going to leave behind some bad vibes. Some bad mojo. This took place in the green room, remember, and being that there were witnesses, Charles was tried with murder. Um, he should be. <laughs> that was a very serious interruption there. <laughs> <laughs> he should be. Charles defended himself in court and successfully got off with a manslaughter charge. The punishment for manslaughter was having a giant M branded on your hand with a cold iron. Charles returned to acting after the trial, but audiences didn't take to him the same way. Charles actually lived to be around 100 years of age, which is pretty impressive now, let alone back then. Charles had staying power. That staying power extended beyond the grave. I mean, before we get onto the picture you've put in here having an M branded on your hand must hurt but at the same time much better than death yeah you could and jail time yeah just go about your day I mean I don't know what the community response to seeing an M on someone's hand would have been whether they were like pushed to the side everywhere they tried to go or whether people were just like meh also um, what is because I don't really take much notice in this. What's the difference between murder and manslaughter? So manslaughter is, it, is where you've gone to twat someone and accidentally Oh, uh, so murder them. is deliberate. Murder is, yeah. Manslaughter is the yeah, accidental cause or accidental. You are wanting to rough them up, but not necessarily, yeah. Accidental death. Like if you get in a fight with someone and punch them and they were to pass away, then that would be manslaughter most likely. Okay. Since the passing of Charles Macklin, Charles has continued to be seen on that exact same spot where Charles hit Thomas Hallam, which is today a corridor. There have been hundreds of sightings recorded in writing down the years since the 1700s. That strike left behind strong paranormal energies. It's said that Charles wasn't actually a bad man, he just had an awful temper. Is Charles stuck reliving the night of his greatest sin in some form of personal hell? Or is Charles simply stuck to these lands, bound in eternal punishment? I suppose that would depend on 
how he is seen in this location. Is it old Charles? Is it young Charles? Is he just in that room? Is he able to leave it? So is he bound to the theater itself? <laughs> or yes. just to that spot? That spot of the theater. So if it's that spot of the theater, then I would assume it's more reliving the night of his greatest sin rather than he went to hell for what he done in eternal force to relive it forevermore although wouldn't they both be the same thing really if his greatest sin is that moment and is bound in eternal punishment that eternal punishment is reliving his greatest Whoa. sin is he reliving the moment literally or is he just in the area where it happened to keep on thinking about it, I guess. It doesn't make a huge amount of difference. I mean, if you're just in the area to keep on thinking about it, then over time, wouldn't you just kind of get over it? Then you get really pissed off about being stuck there for several hundred years. Especially in a corridor where not much is happening. <clears throat> but if you're stuck reliving that night, well, over. And I guess over. if he's reliving it, he's literally walking through the same footsteps that he took that night, literally. And that's what people would see. Traditional ghost who's not really responding to the environment. It's just going through their routine every night. What would be much worse is if you know that's happening. You just can't stop. You can't stop it. You just know that every time, wait, what am I doing? And you're trying to stop your body doing it and it just happens. Just over. stuck as a passenger in your yeah. own personal yep. torment. Yeah. Although saying that... Of the two. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want to be stuck reliving it as Thomas, would you? <laughs> oh, oh. I mean, that'd be harsh. <laughs> he was the one that got killed but had to relive that yeah, death. Well, I don't know whether he lived his life as a good man. That's true. Joseph Grimaldi was an actor, <laughs> dancer and comedian who had become the most popular performer of the Regency era, named after the period whereby King George III succumbed to mental health difficulties and his eldest son ruled as Prince Regent from 1811 to 1820. Joseph is famous for making the role of clown what it is today, and the role became referred to as Joey, which remains the case. Joseph's famed white face remains used by clowns to this day. Joseph spent notable periods of his life performing at Drury Lane. Do a shot or take a drink. <laughs> Sadly, the life of a clown is tough, full of wax, bumps and bruises, ranging from being kicked and punched by others and eating shit to falling from great heights. By 1823, Joseph had to retire on ill health. Joseph did do a couple of sit-down farewell performances, but despite his success, Joseph ended his life as a reported poor and depressed alcoholic who had outlived his wife and son. Joseph died alone in his house in Islington in 1837. To this day, hundreds of clowns gather in London to attend Joseph's annual memorial. Suffice to say... Some of Joseph's happiest memories, where he brought joy to the world, were at Drury Lane. Uh, so why I giggled, I'd say more of a laugh than a giggle, when you said uh, Grimaldi. Because mm -hmm. that's the name of a teacher that we had, or you might not have had him. At yeah, no recollection of that. High school. And some of the people in my form... Rapscallions. And he threatened to rugby tackle our heads into the wall if we didn't behave. I like how you say some of the students were rapscallions. He threatened to rugby tackle our heads. You were clearly one of the rapscallions. The whole class. If we didn't behave. Nice. Good teacher. Great teacher. He was a substitute teacher. He was gone within two months. Does shit like this happen in school today? Any school no, children listening, let Granville know. Don't let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Teachers are too busy having sex with students these days. Oh, God. Well, to be fair, that was going about in our day as well. Was it? 
Yeah, I've seen loads of things come out in the papers over the years. Oh, yeah, I suppose it just wasn't as prevalent that we knew about it. Well, you probably don't know about it right now at the time. We've got way off topic here. <laughs> All right, clowns. Clowns, the Joey. Never heard of a clown being called Joey. It's literally the type, the famous type of clown that you'd probably see all the time. Just if you're not a clown, I guess you might not know the ins and outs of them. Mm. Unless you've had a hard Google or studied clowning. So this guy is the one that started, like... The modern clown. The yeah. biggest phobia for some people in the world. <laughs> That's an interesting take, but yes. <laughs> So these people would be able to go about their lives as normal if not for this guy. Yes. They could attend fairs. This massively celebrated person. Um, carnivals, everything like that. They could go out, they could take their kids out and have fun and be absolutely fine if not for this guy. This guy. Started it all. You know, I think this guy is maybe one of the earliest examples of the traditional tortured comic absolutely lives for bringing joy to others slash later mm. horror but is just purely depressed and an unhappy soul you say that though but is that probably one of the first to do it in physical form whereas i would say that some playwrights and poets and things like that were probably the same well, you raise an interesting point. I sp in my mind, I was first going to state that a lot of plays were like serious and filled with murder. But then back in the, like the 1500s, that was all taken to be quite hilarious. Like they loved a bit of gore and whatnot. What do you think a ghost clown would do? That's got to be one of the worst types of ghosts to see, hasn't it? Like a clown walking slowly towards you like it. I think that's worse than if they just popped out. Like, say you're there watching TV and they and just pop out, out of the wall jump. and just go, <laughs> like, I would be fine with that. Like, if they did it once or twice, first couple of times, fuck's sake. After that, you just like, you're right, Joe. <laughs> God damn, Joey, not again. But. Rain it in, Joey. If they literally just stood there. And slowly just started walking towards you. No sound, no nothing. Yeah, and the walk was slightly off. Yeah. Like it's missing a frame. Then I'd be shitting bricks. Now thinking about what to do for your next birthday episode. What, get a clown to just follow me around. <laughs> yeah, not on the podcast, just no, in general. just in life. <laughs> just be at work and there's just a clown standing outside. costs to get a clown to do a home visit. Anyway... As you may have guessed, the spirit of Joseph Grimaldi pops up at Drury Lane. Shot. Joseph is actually described as a helpful spirit who guides nervous performers around the stage. That's awesome. Joseph does this in typical clown fashion by booting performers in the butt. <laughs> if you're just off your mark, whack, Joseph helps you out. Sometimes... Joseph just boots fear to staff anyway for a laugh, but apparently not the general public. It is reported in several sources I'll link to in the episode notes that on his death, Joseph actually asked to be beheaded and buried with his head severed. We don't really know why. To this day, sometimes a bodiless clown head is seen floating in the theatre wings. I know exactly why. And great... Are you going to tell us why? I just wondered if there was anything else before. Oh, I've given you some photos just so you can see Joseph Grimaldi in action. Well, I say in action. They're depictions. So the reason why is probably because he'd be able to do much more. If he could roll his if head. If he could roll his, like, yeah. could roll it down the body, could hold it underneath your arm and walk around with it. Put it in a basket so when a random person opens the basket, they see his head, then his body can come walking from behind them. Absolutely. Oh, thank so you. So much more you could do if you could detach your head. <laughs> As a clown. <laughs> Clowns, that's the way forward. So, yeah, some of the pictures that you have here. Um, one, or the... I suppose they're both typical clown garb now, aren't they? Yeah. Been made to just be not common. So we have the 
bright clown in white, blue, red, loads of yellow and red dots all over them, and white face paint with red and bright red lipstick. Then we have another clown in black and white striped suit with white frilly bits on the collar, um, just below the knees and on the wrists, and white face paint with red again. Yeah, it's the white face paint in particular. Yeah. So, he was truly dedicated to the cause of bringing people joy and happiness. Absolutely. If that's what you want to do after Man death. loved bringing joy to people. Give people a cheeky kick up the bum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, get the monkey. Yeah, because it's very important that you hit your mark in theatre. Theatre. Mm-hmm. Theatre? The spirit of Dan Leno... A Victorian-era comedian can also be seen, well, heard, dancing in his clogs in Drury Lane's empty dressing rooms do a shot. Dan often wore lavender to mask the smell of his incontinence, and sometimes people hear the clogs accompanied by the smell of lavender. Dan sadly experienced some form of mental ill health and passed away in 1904 at 43 years of age. Did Dan leave behind unfinished business on stage? A career cut short? The spirit of 1800s actor and theatre manager Charles Keane is also seen on occasion sitting in the front row awaiting the show. Charles passed in 1868 at the age of 57 after returning from a world tour in ill health. Charles had made his first acting appearance at Drury Lane on the 1st of October 1827. Charles doesn't do anything malicious and is just kind of there, taking it all in. Charles has been seen by staff at the theatre when empty so maybe there are whole ghost productions going on that people can't see. All we get is Charles. Hmm. (laughs) So, the incontinence. Yep. Masked by lavender. I mean, lavender's quite a... Quite a strong, yep. ...smell, so I'm sure that would mask. Cover up the poop. Do we have any proof that these ghosts have been seen so other than writing like because uh, people are seeing them in a empty theatre has anyone tried to take pictures of them we'll get on to that a little bit later but um, in general they pop up and then they're gone and there are loads and loads of like reddit threads with people saying oh I saw that light I saw that figure etc etc so there are lots of random people who have gone to see the production accounts Though it's often staff rather than general public because they spend more time in the theatre. Okay. So you could just be randomly walk, take, open a door, walk down this corridor and all of a sudden just walks past you or something. Or you just smell lavender. I'm like, where the hell is that coming from? I just meant these ghosts in general. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, we've but... covered several ghosts here already, so the, the experiences can vary a little bit. Finally, we have a fifth spirit. The Secret of Drury Lane as I've today decided that I like to call them. The man in grey has been appearing at Drury Lane and scaring the shit out of visitors since the late 1700s. This nobleman has that white powdered hair visible beneath a tricorn hat that people associate with judges and olden times, a jacket, a cloak, and the man in grey limps around the theatre. The figure also carries a sword, though we can't be sure if that sits uncomfortably against his trousers and makes him limp. This spirit has been seen a lot and wanders from the front of the upper circle along the rear walkway and straight through a wall by the royal circle. Legend would have it that this figure was the ghost of a man who had been stabbed in the theatre and, perhaps somewhat unusually for a ghost, a man in grey appears during the day. Hmm. Do you think that's to mess with people even more? Because at night, I wouldn't say you'd expect to see a ghost, but you're not expecting to see a ghost during the day if you were to see one. Yeah. So by being there during the day, he's like, I'm going to 
fuck with you the moment you're least likely to expect it. He just taps you on the shoulder and stares at you. So you're suggesting this, this one has a level of consciousness and plans what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Depends what rule of afterlife you follow. Are we going by the well, ghost? It's our episode. Rule? It's up to us, son. Like we discussed a few episodes back. Where he can go anywhere he likes. Or is he tethered? Yeah. I think they're tethered to the location. But he's not tethered to time. So he's not reliving an account. He can kind of appear whenever he wants to. Isn't he, he though? He's going through the same wall over and over. Is it the same wall? So he's scaring people at the exact same spot over and over and over again. So... He's walking from the upper circle along a walkway and straight through the same wall by the Royal Circle. Okay. So always on the same route, along that route, ah, so going through that tethered. wall. Why do you think that is? And why daytime? Daytime and nighttime. When was this? 1700s? Yes. Any ideas on why this ghost is taking this route? I was going to say, what if time... What if it is still the same time? For him. So yeah. we're seeing some sort of reality shift and we're seeing an imprint of what's happening for him at that moment. Yeah, over and or over. In the Earth's axis. So time is a construct. We set time. Well, it isn't, it isn't. Well, based on the sun and everything like that, but they can change. So over time... Five o'clock could essentially be 8.15. Okay, that's a construct, yep. So what if this is the exact same time for him over and over and over again? Just when these people happen to see it, it's during the day. And when it originally happened, it was nighttime. But because he's tethered to the same time loop, <laughs> over time... It's, it's changing and changing. we're seeing him at different times. I'm, I'm half with you. I nearly went cross-eyed, <laughs> but I've, I've hung in there just about. So in 200 years or 300 years time, could, he could be seen at night. Mm. Again. In 1939, half the cast of The Dancing Years were on stage when they all saw the man in grey taking his usual route and disappearing into that royal circle wall. The spirit has been seen by cast, crew, the audience, firemen and even a cleaner. A cleaner once saw him sitting in the upper circle and thought it was an actor. They approached the man in grey to speak, whereby the figure vanished. As the cleaner looked around, the figure was back up by his usual wall, walking into it and disappearing. Whilst it isn't known for certain, the rumour is that this figure is a murdered man who won the heart of an actress in the early 1700s only to be slain by her jealous lover who, upon discovering his beloved's betrayal, stabbed the nobleman and hid the body, never to be seen again. Or so they fought. Rewinding from our sightings a little, in 1848, some lighter renovations were being undertaken at a theatre, and as the royal box area was being adapted, a hidden passage, or room, was discovered. This passage was found exactly where the man in grey disappears. Inside the area, was a skeleton wrapped in grey clothing with a knife protruding from the skeleton's ribcage. The secret of Drury Lane. Ah, so the moment you said um, he was murdered by a jealous lover, I was like, and the cleaner went to talk to him and then he disappeared and went through his wall. I was like, he's trying to tell people where his body is, isn't he? He can't talk to them directly. He's like, He's showing come on, someone please find my bloody body. <laughs> the it's same been wall. years. <laughs> the same wall every time, you stupid assholes. Someone just follow me. What have I got to do? I appeared in front of hundreds of people. Day in, day out. 
Ah. So, mm. has he still been seen since the body's been removed? I believe so, yes. Mm. Yes. So. So he's still being seen today. Someone just called in and has said that they've seen him. <laughs> I'm trying to think why he would still be there. Body's been found. Maybe so. that's how it works. You get stuck where you die. Simple as that. It's possible. We discussed that before, didn't we, in the uh, the Japanese spirits episode that I believe we did for your birthday, 2023. Maybe there's still some unfinished business. Maybe. Well, if you've been murdered, I'd imagine that's quite a lot of unfinished business. Maybe they're waiting for... He wants to find the spirit of his beloved or the spirit of his murderer to exact Absolutely. his dirty revenge. Ooh. Although I'm not sure how that would... Uh, that could be done. Well, I think he's pretty buggered at this point, really, isn't he? Because it's unlikely that the other two both passed away in the theatre. So if he's stuck at the theatre... Unless no. someone can work this out, work out DNA whose murderer it is today, yeah. and go and... But then he's not going to know, is he? <laughs> well, maybe he will. Maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe we need to find out who did it and go confirm the truth. And tell him. Like, well, just he, say it out I'm loud. assuming he knows, but oh, he needs true. the news to be out there in the world to clear... Uh. Or to the muddy the name of whoever is well, in the clear at the moment. I suppose we'd still have to go in and tell him that we know who did it. <laughs> <laughs> he might see a newspaper headline. What, in the theatre? Murderer's identity confirmed from 300, 400 years ago. Just go in. Just go in with a note and say it's confirmed. This is who done it and just leave it there. <laughs> and see if we see him again. <laughs> Your Your murderer's identity has been confirmed. You can now rest easily. <laughs> And he's like, mm, has it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll do. Poof. There's a belief in the theatre world that if one of these spirits is seen before a show, it is a good omen and the show will go well. Unusually, most, if not all, of the spirits met today have been benevolent. Just looking to other explanations and whatnot briefly... There were several full refurbs of the theatre, including being completely demolished in 1791, and again after burning down in 1809, it was completely rebuilt in 1812. If the site was fully refurbed and the murder took place in the 1700s, how was the body not discovered prior to 1848? The body surely only could have been hidden between the refurb completion in 1812 and 1848. It can take as little as a few weeks and up to several years for a body to decompose to a skeleton, so we can't give any more accurate an estimate. I couldn't find any photographic evidence of the body discovery, though admittedly cameras were only invented between 1816 and 1825 and were not of a decent quality nor widespread for decades after, and I couldn't find any police or newspaper reports confirming the discovery of the body in the National Newspaper Archives, though I'll state again, this was the 1800s, so it's possible something could have slipped through undocumented. I did find a few late 1800 murders on Drury Lane and an employee of the theatre being killed elsewhere in 1883, but not at the theatre and not in the years in question. So basically, I couldn't find a murder relating to the man in grey. On the note of photos, I couldn't find any decent evidence of any of the ghosts covered today, full stop sadly, but there truly are so many written accounts of glimpses of the figures. Could these be tricks of the light, or am I being overly sceptical? Being overly sceptical, son. Hmm. I... I'm surprised that with all these sightings, there haven't been cameras set up. Well, um... <laughs> the theatre to try and capture glimpses of them. So, I am going to touch on that a tiny, tiny, tiny bit in the next section. Okay. <laughs> Is this where you say, there was a video clip, but it's murky. Not, not exactly. <laughs> not exactly. Ah, oh, just um, f 
what if the the man in grey the reason he's appearing is because his murder was undocumented and that's actually what he wants for it to confirm that he was murdered so I, pr- I did a pretty good and unusually deep analysis of the times and newspapers and whatnots to try and find anything connected to this so what you're saying is he just wants it to be known that he was murdered yeah in this place I existed I was killed unjustly and, and that's this enough is who it is this person <laughs> like Jack Smith was murdered at this theatre. He did exist. He was murdered. Blah, blah, blah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. After researching this episode, as well as doubling back to make sure nothing was missed, I discovered that television show Most Haunted visited Drury Lane in episode four of their first freaking season. I'll link this in the episode notes because Granville, please can you open this link and check out a snippet from 11 minutes 50 seconds in. This will be a four minute clip so it's a bit longer than we'd usually show but it is gold. If you can I really recommend people watch this episode because it is great television. So that's start at 11 minutes 50. Okay. Since I've come into just through that door, I've become very, very aware. Not so much the presence of the man, but the present. Oh, often. Of a man. Up across the back here, it comes down, and he has a look over from this level, then goes retraces the steps and goes back again, and he's up and down on a regular basis. This man is like a troubled soul, and if we can. I'd like to walk up to that particular space and see when I get closer to that energy whether I can then extend on the, the feelings that are coming here. Go on, Derek, extend. Yeah. So did he have a uh, prior Just knowledge of here. what this guy does? Okay. And he often, often comes through those doors and, and does this, you see, and views down. Why is he here and what's... Right, he's um, he's troubled. He's troubled because <laughs> of an accident. stepped on a bee. So he did, <laughs> and he's remorseful. And it's like he roams up and down here constantly, playing back what he actually did. This is early two thousand. Can tell by the guy in blue's hair. Yes, I got a dagger. Looks like Ted Mosby. Ran between my ribs, and I feel Ooh. this man did exactly that. Charles, Charles, <laughs> Clem, Charles Macklin. This person whose life he took away is also in the essence here. But this other He's saying that Charles killed someone else as well. He's coming inside you, Derek. (laughs) You'll never forgive him. I'll never forgive him. I will never forgive him. Jealous of my talent. He always was and he always will be. How dare he? How (laughs) dare he? He is the lesser. Even Alan agrees with me. Alan warned me. He warned me, but I didn't listen. Oh, what a folly. Oh, what a folly. <laughs> what year is it? 1700. 1700. It's pretty open. Yep. He took my life. Jealousy. Yes. What was he jealous of? Of my acting. <laughs> so you were I'm the principal. You were an actor. I'm a principal. <laughs> That is very open. Talking to the other side here, folks. I can't believe why this wretch keeps me here. It's a wretch, a wretch. 
Sounds like he's really enjoying this. Mm-hmm. Derek's forgotten his lines. Yep. They're having to save Derek now. Uh, the spirits have got him. There we have it, folks. Derek has had many a spirit inside him there. <sighs> How can I say this? I don't know who Arnold I, was. I have not seen so much bullshit in my life. Whoa! Shots fired towards Mr. Derek Acora there. Now, it's not to say that those spirits aren't there. But his interpretation of it, I'm calling bullshit on. He had knowledge of this before. Could literally so just go the, in there and yeah. make that shit up. This was supposedly Derek's first time there, but there is a lot of controversy around Mr. Derek Okora and people suggesting that he was I mean, researching. I believe he got found out at one point. It could be his first to, time there, yeah. but if he knows details about the venue and what happened well, I, there anyway. I liked it when they were like, what year was it? And he was like, 1700. It's like he, he was going to say the exact year, but then he forgot what he'd looked up and <laughs> just sort of just stopped. trailed off. And at that point, he couldn't remember what he was talking about. So just started having a, an episode. I mean, the moment they came in and they were like, Derek, Derek, and they were trying to snap him out, but it just left him in it. Seeing what happened. Yeah. I mean, I watched that whole episode for this episode after I'd researched it. As I say, Derek does go on to reiterate that it was Arnold that was killed, not Thomas Hallam. So he got that wrong. Or did he? <laughs> or did he? <laughs> Do we really know? What if the fight wasn't over a wig? And he was being confronted about killing... Uh... Arnold. Arnold Woodruff. Yeah, what if? I mean, say what you like about Derek Corbett. He's quite the performer, isn't he? He went all in on that. <laughs> Proper, like, sweat running down him. Yeah. Body language completely changed. Because <laughs> he's forgotten <laughs> what he's forgot. supposed to be saying. <laughs> right. Shit, 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 shit. <laughs> well, that is actually it. So, summarising today's probe... We've discovered that the Theatre Royal, Drury Lane, in central London's West End, was built in 1663 and rebuilt several times on the same site, becoming stage to a lengthy history of interesting events. One such event we covered was when actor Charles Macklin had an argument with fellow actor Thomas Hallam over a wig in 1735. Charles twatted Thomas in the face with a walking cane, piercing Thomas's eye and brain, therefore killing him a day later. In the exact spot where that happened, Macklin still appears to this day. We then discovered the story of Joseph Grimaldi, who was a famous clown, but despite his success, who sadly died a depressed alcoholic in 1837. Joseph's spirit still lingers at his happy place, Drury Lane, and generally encourages performers, though he can't resist a playful whack in the butt. We briefly covered the clog ghost Dan Leno, a Victorian-era comedian who likes to dance in empty dressing rooms, and 1800s actor Charles Keane, who likes to sit in the front row of the theatre. Theatre. We then met Drury Lane's most famous resident, the Man in Grey, who has been appearing at the theatre since the late 1700s. This was rumoured to be the spirit of a gentleman stabbed at the theatre. This figure is creepy as shit, and in 1848, a secret passage was discovered behind a wall near the Royal Box, and in this area, a body was discovered with a knife in its ribs. We pondered whether all of these spirits are lingering around the theatre to this day. Sadly, I actually probed the National Archives and couldn't find any evidence backing up the alleged discovery of the body at the theatre. 
but there are legitimately many sightings of all of these spirits through the years. As we get ready to conclude, I ask you, if the afterlife exists and you were an actor, wouldn't you choose to spend your time in the place of your best memories? Who's to say that the theatre is the place of their best memories? What about family? What about friends? Yeah, sod that. What about getting high in a pub? It's all about the performance. Doing coke off a pub table. Well, I can't say that that's ever been my happy place. Or mine. But apparently a lot of actors do coke. So, (laughs) what if that's their happy place? Too much money. Anything you want to double back over? Mm -mm. You mentioned that the room wasn't discovered... Um, after the fire yes but it was after a renovation did the fire take out the majority of the building or did it take out a section well if it took out the majority of the building or a section if it took out the area where the body was then the body should have dropped into wherever whatever's beneath that's if that's what I'm asking do we know how big this room was where the body was found no we don't like I said I couldn't find any definite evidence of this having happened considering it's a room that's like hidden away it's been hidden away for a long time like that must be a secret of secret rooms well the secret of Drury Lane as I said I'm just showing Mr Moonwalker a photo shown in that episode of Most Haunted of a figure on some stairs when nobody was actually there as I ask Mr Moonwalker are you saying that it was Spookies. I'm not sure where I'm actually looking to see this figure because all I can see is two bright, like, white lines. The, the white beam to the right, you'll see, like, a suit and a white top and a head behind the beam peeping out from around it. Mm, vaguely. Well, it's going to be vague as a ghost. I mean, I was going to say it was Spookies anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've just saved the grade A evidence till the end and you're like nah, it was goats but that's shit yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing much here again it's one of those ones where a lot of reports could literally someone said they saw something someone else wants to say they saw it when they didn't and you just get more and more and more yeah um, however there's a lot And I generally believe in ghosts anyway. Uh, Not to say that I'm going to believe in every ghost story that's out there, but... But you're more inclined to be less sceptical. I think... And for this one, I'm in. This this is spooky. I mean, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's difficult with ghost stories sometimes. Once a ghost is attached to a place people are perhaps more likely to interpret what they're seeing as a ghost in Mm -hmm. an environment. But, yeah, this one was a little different. And whilst it was quite interesting and I do enjoy ghost towels, I couldn't find any decent non-photoshopped photographic evidence of the sightings, as I explained. In history, that's okay. But in the modern age, with everyone having a camera at their hip, I'd have expected a little more if this place really is so haunted. Sadly, the man in grey tail didn't add up with the evidence, though the other accounts we covered are completely real. As much as I love ghost tales, I've yet to find one that convinced me. Also, this one did annoy me. I researched it as I said before I discovered the most haunted video. Most people who've covered Drury Lane only mentioned three of the spirits and I was all smug for identifying five. Then most haunted it turned out had already covered all five in the early 2000s, though they also got things quite significantly wrong in places, didn't they Arnold? So yeah, I'm not saying that it's spookies myself because I just want to see a bit more evidence. In terms of the three that are mentioned is the man in grey yes mentioned. that's the most prominent one yeah so what are the two that they generally miss out uh, I believe the prominent ones are the man in grey Joey and the murder one the actor who Thomas Hallam was murdered by Charles I know Martin. so randomly I'm just trying to think of the ones that are missed the 
lavender. That's it. And the Victorian. Well, should we take a trip to the theatre? I would love to go there at night. Basically, I'd like to make Most Haunted. If you can just rewind and forget that show existed and we'll go and do that. (laughs) We'll find our own Derek. What's this wee business? (laughs) (laughs) Where I go, you go. I'll do all the uh, sound and quality control and stuff from outside. Uh, You've got to experience it. You can go in. You need to come in and check the acoustics. I'll do that during the day. Well, one of them appears during the day. That's fine. No, (laughs) I need company. (laughs) There'll be whiskey in there. (laughs) That is a wrap for today. Thank you for listening to But It Was Aliens. If you've enjoyed the show or have any suggestions for future episodes, you can hit us up on the Twitter at But It Was Aliens. The Twitter. Meanwhile, if you want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens, where you can contribute whatever you like. Oh, no, Damn it. <laughs> where you can contribute whatever you like, but if you stick about the cost of a coffee in the pro pot, you'll gain access to our side probes. Each month, we release a bonus episode where we delve into paranormal cases too long, too unusual, or just too damn sexy for the main show. These cases really shouldn't ever be heard by the masses because the size of Rasputin's todger could bring the, do- the government and Granville to their knees. That's all from us for this episode. So until, me with it. until next time, what happens if you suck a Dementor? The truth is up there. Hash tag. Wow, wow, wow. Drury Lane. <laughs>